Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, I'm Josh McDonnell and welcome to the NGEN podcast recorded at Forbes Street Studios. In this podcast, we tackle some of the burning issues for the younger generations in Adland. Today, we'll be talking professional brand and its importance. I'm joined by Remy Baker, Strategy Director for PhD. Hi, Remy. Hi. And I'm joined also by Luke Amasi from Bohemia as media executive there. How's it going? Fantastic, guys. So I'm going to have to launch this one off with a pretty simple question. Um, I think I might throw it over to you first, Remy. Do you want to define professional brand for everybody? And then Luke will get your thoughts on it as well. Yeah, so... I guess I think the idea of personal branding is really interesting, especially considering the industry that we're in. So when you think about the fact that we are literally in the business of building brands day in, day out. Um, So whether you're a media agency or a creative agency, whether it's kind of, you know, how you design that ad or where you place that ad, you're essentially saying something about that brand. Um, And essentially that's what professional branding is doing, that it's what you say about you as an individual. Um, and also the leave behind that you kind of give to people as well. So at the end of the day, when you think about who we are, like we're a commodity, just like the products that we're selling. Um, And we need kind of companies, agencies, clients, and even our colleagues to buy into who we are. Um, And a big part of that is how you sell yourself and how you package yourself. And to me, that's what professional branding is. Okay. And Lou? Um. To put it simply, I think uh, professional branding uh, to start is not personal branding. Um, and I think in our industry, those lines get crossed very easily okay. um, for a couple of reasons. So uh, what I mean by not personal is that uh, this is how we represent ourselves in a workplace, in a professional environment. However, in advertising, creative, media, um, and the like, it is a bit more casual. I've got a corporate background from a sales side, so I'm lucky in the sense that I was brought up on that kind of very suit tie, yes sir, no sir, three Mm -hmm. bags full sir type kind of professional branding, but going into an agency, uh, particularly one like Bohemia that's owned by a creative agency, so everything's a bit more relaxed, wear sneakers, t-shirts, so I think in that sense, um, professional branding is a bit more difficult to define for early, for uh, people starting out in their careers mm. um, because they are not, say, um, going out of union and going into uh, different kind of environments that are more professional in a sense that um, it's not more like you wear a uniform to work and that kind of thing. You sort of just, if you're going out that Friday night, you're just not going to get changed because there's no kind of differentiation between work and play. Yeah, it's not learning how to tie a Wednesday night, it's learning how to tie a good pair of sneakers. Yeah. Just right. So I suppose then from an OLED, whoever wants to jump in first, we'll play like a game show. Um, I guess, why is it important then? What's the, what's the real purpose for it? 
Do you want me to jump in first? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Um, I guess for me, it's just the point that we were saying. It's essentially how you sell yourself, like from the first job that you get in the industry to actually how you then take the steps to kind of make that run up the ladder. Um, Essentially, it's, you know, what people think of who you are as an individual. It's how professional people kind of think you come across. Um, And essentially, it's about helping you kind of progress in the industry mm. as well so like that's a huge part of your career and it's something that you should dedicate time to um and it's what's going to help you identify kind of the next opportunity and, and keep you moving okay yeah um yeah I, I think just to kind of back up your points there like we do sell ourselves um we're a service-based industry particularly if you're in the agency space mm-hmm. we don't yeah. actually own anything we don't um we don't have a brand or a budget that needs to be promoted or we don't have a channel that we can sell. Like um, what we do have is the skills and the knowledge um, and along with that comes our personality. So uh, for a client and say a media partner that we do deal with, the important things there that they're looking for in us is the whole package. So are we good to deal with as as people? Uh, Do we have the right knowledge? Do we treat people fairly? Um, And do we kind of back ourselves in terms of like uh, the knowledge that we apply? Mm. And I'm going to ask a question. Is it hard selling yourself like that? Is it is it hard to sell yourself? Like, is it something that is quite difficult to do? Or Yeah, I think so. It, it doesn't come naturally is probably the best way to put it. Um, in the sense that it, from an education point of view, we're kind of just a number. And that number is going to be judged equally across the board. Um, and that's school, university, uh, coming into work, particularly this kind of work. Um, where more and more our, um, the demands are that we kind of stand out as individuals, that um, we need this. It's kind of an unnatural shift that happens in kind of that learning. And so to kind of unlearn the fact that you're anonymous, to kind of be an individual in a team, um, to apply knowledge and then put your name to it, that, yeah, it's, it's huge. It's been a massive learning for myself, I'm sure, Remy, you'd be able to talk on that as mm-hmm. well. Um, I think it, yeah, for me, it's just, it is challenging to some extent. I think there are some aspects of your professional brand that are authentically you. So Mm -hmm. attributes that kind of you do take from your personal life and that are probably more of the softer skills. So like in terms of how personable you come across or how transparent you are as a person. um, And I think those things are probably easier to apply. And people probably don't realize that that's part of their personal brand. That's just who you are Mm -hmm. and then I think there are some of the elements that are a bit more challenging where you are trying to kind of craft you know where is that space that I want to play in as an individual how do I want to differentiate myself and that's probably where it is a little bit more difficult Um, we had a a session actually recently at the agency where they looked at your personal and professional brand and how to mould it and they essentially split it into two different areas the first section was all around identifying your personal brand and actually for me I think that's probably the harder thing to do for a lot of people to actually identify, you know, what their professional brand is. And then the second part is actually how do you execute that? And that's a little bit easier once you've got that direction. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I suppose then from that perspective, uh, what steps have you yourselves taken to improve, you know, your own professional brand in your career? Like, are there any sort yeah. of, I suppose, defining sort of steps that you've taken yeah a, a couple of things i think um to start as well 
I feel, particularly for young people in the industry, it's very important to have good leadership that can set expectations on what a professional brand or what um, a professional brand behaviour within a workplace looks like. Um, I think it's very easy for agencies to go out in market and say well, they're a fun workplace. They have cool things like table tennis, um, courts upstairs and the like, things like that. That's yeah. all the fun side. That's the easy sell. The hard mm. sell is with all this distraction, uh, with, with all the kind of perks that come with this industry is how to then um, be professional in a workplace. Uh, so I've been lucky in the sense that, yeah, I've had strong mentors who have been able to call me out on uh, things in the past just in terms of like um, attitude towards tasks, the simple things, writing emails, the way you structured, those kind of things, um, the way we talk to media partners, um, because that's all your reputation in market, mm. right? Uh, and so there's that point. And I think also in terms of my personal experience, building brands, I can't, um, for anyone in my team who works with me, I can't um, encourage them enough to get involved in agency initiatives or, mm. or um, extracurricular activities. Obviously, NGEN's the... Um, the natural one, uh, but as well as things like this week, Young Lions came out, um, mm -hmm. different sort of MFA awards, that kind of thing, certain trainings outside, and then also to own things internally. So uh, sending out reports for the radio surveys that come out or news article on, on things that are happening in GDPR and things like that. If you can own those things internally and kind of add value outside of your day-to-day -day, that's building your brand as someone who cares a lot about the work that they do mm. um but then um also kind of showing the scenes as well that these people are kind of developing fast as professionals mm. yeah i think that's probably my main thing actually is not to think of not to operate within the restrictions of your job role or your job title because I think so often, like especially when you're first coming into the industry, you obviously accept a job and you do it based on a job description and you feel like that's what you have to deliver day in, day out. And yeah, of course you have to deliver that. But also there are so many other opportunities for you to get involved in, um, which help you from a more personal perspective as well to build that. Like for me, so I originally started um, in London as an intern at PhD International and I was working in a planning role and probably some of the, the best initiatives that I've been involved in for building my professional brand have been those external competitions. So the likes of like here you have the um, NGEN Award, but you have Can Young Lions and all of those external awards that actually really give you an opportunity to be creative, um, to do something that you want to do without having to deal with the constraints of the clients that you work on or the budgets that you have or um, things like that. And I think that it's a great opportunity for people to not only test themselves, but to also help build their profile mm. um, as well. So that would probably be one of my main tips is to get involved in initiatives outside of your day-to-day -day because it gives you an opportunity to experience the industry from a different perspective. Like if you're in a trading role and you enter Can Young Lines, you're actually going to be thinking strategically, um, which might be quite different to how you behave in your day-to-day -day, um, or any of the initiatives that you mentioned as well, like within the agency or um, other opportunities to kind of get your name out there, I think is so important. Mm. And I mean, you mentioned some of those simple tips as well, which is yeah. quite interesting. Just getting an email right, which, yeah. I, which actually piqued my interest because I write shocking emails. <laughs> um, you'd think as a journalist, you'd be able to yeah. spell, but no. Um, I think 
what sort of I wanted to get a perspective of well, what are those, some of those staple hot tips that you can give? Like, just just get this right first before you start to you know run. What it, what can you do to just walk as a professional brand? Um, yeah. I would say to start probably, and this is a frustrating one, and I know anyone who's worked with me is going to laugh because <laughs> um, it frustrates the hell out of them. Is read emails aloud. If you want to make sense, get things right like that. So, so if I walk into the, your agency, you're sitting there at your desk <laughs> reading an, e- an email out loud? Yeah, I, okay. I self-dictate. So <laughs> right. um, there's a couple of reasons for that. Working in investment side, it can sometimes get um, very pressurized when you're kind of getting close to a deadline and mm-hmm. you're still trying to negotiate, something like that. And unless uh, your points are communicated clearly, particularly in an email, um, and very much so in an email, those things, kind of things can be misinterpreted. Bang, your professional brand's taken a hit because you wrote a passive aggressive email, you know, mm. accidentally. Mm. It can happen. So in that sense then, so that's tip one. Tip two would be to get people to reread those kind of things. Uh, as well, the easiest way to kind of build your professional brand and rapport with partners is just get on the phone. Um, whilst I wouldn't say that cold calling is the sexiest thing I've ever done, uh, in terms of the skills that that kind of thing's given me to be able to call um, media partners, clients, and that um, very, very cold is uh, helped me a long way. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And any. I think that definitely helps with building relationships. So whether that's clients or media partners and even colleagues. Like I hate it when someone sends me an email and they're sat like two desks away from me. I'm like, come over and have a conversation <laughs> with me. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that's really important. I think. Just to kind of take a step back and when we were talking about kind of identifying your personal brand. So basically when um, the session was run internally recently with us, they told us to look at three key areas, which I thought was really interesting. And it almost provided like a little bit of a framework to how to identify your personal brand. So they basically said, firstly, make a list of the skills. So what are you actually good at? Make a list of your passions, what do you actually enjoy, and then also your values. So what's really important to you in your job and actually where those three areas intersect, like that is the core of your personal brand. Um, And I think that's a really important way to structure it because your personal brand shouldn't just be about how you want to come across. It should be something you enjoy and you should feel passionate about the way that you're engaging um, with people. Um, And I think that's quite a nice way to look at it. Um, In terms of like the small wins that you said, like the things that you can start executing now, I think the email thing is really important. Um, I think so often the way that people write is not all the way that people would set, like would say that request. Um, So you mean an example of what you mean by that? So... Well, just like in terms of passive aggressive emails and yeah. things like that, oh, okay, like people yeah. will write something in an email that they wouldn't necessarily say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the reading aloud is a good tip. I've actually found I'm currently writing my BNT 30 under 30 entry and it's really hard to write about yourself in a way that actually s- communicates your personal brand like without sounding arrogant when mm-hmm. you're t- talking about personal achievements so I think even things like that like writing those kind of entries actually really forces you to retrospectively look at you know who you are as an individual how you want to come across to someone um, so I would definitely encourage kind of entering um competitions outside or um yeah competitions outside of your day-to-day role um I think just kind of your basic things as well like when you go into meetings the way that you greet people or the way that you set up a room for a meeting or the way that you kind of follow up after those meetings like all the little things that like show 
that you're attentive and that you're you're actually conscious of the way that you're coming across to people. Um, I think just show that you really care about your role and care about how you're coming across as an individual and just being really attentive. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Okay. And well, I'm going to move on to a bit more of a trickier one, but I suppose what are the challenges that come with doing stuff like this? I mean, I'm going to throw it out there that it does sound very time consuming. Um, it does sound like it takes a lot of time, effort and thought, which anything worth doing is obviously part of it. But I guess what are the, some of the key challenges that come with building a professional brand? Uh, we touched on it earlier, but just because it's, I guess it's an unnatural thing going into a workplace and kind of have, having to represent yourself. Mm. Um, and I guess the biggest challenge that I had um, was that I was enjoying the industry for what it is a bit too much. Right. Um, and whilst I was still getting the work done and um, that was a major focus of mine, um, in terms of how my personality came across and was perceived within the workplace it not was, wasn't necessarily taken in the same way so you kind of get this disparity between what people were seeing me doing to what I was actually doing mm. and so uh, whilst I'm not saying to curve the banter because uh, that is uh, an awesome part about any kind of workplace culture and, and, and how people communicate in terms of when things need to get done, things are urgent and the pressure's on. It's, I guess, the biggest learning I've had is to recognise that um, and to just get it done and then have a good time afterwards. Yeah. So time and place, probably. Okay. Um, and, yeah, it t- took some time. But, again, uh, going back to having strong leadership who's there to set expectations about these kind of things, it's easier and those conversations as well, um, whilst not necessarily comfortable at first, are recognised and if done in a mature way, you kind of accept it and move on. Yeah. I think it's actually quite funny that you say um, it seems quite time-consuming. Yeah. Just because whether or not you're investing time in building a a professional brand, like, you're doing it anyway. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Like... Um, how you behave day to day is already kind of giving that giving people an impression of who you are. The time is, I guess, generally just more if if you want to con- not control, but like if you want to kind of steer that or guide that. Um, I think a lot of the things, the smaller things that we mentioned, are just inherently part of your day to day job. Yeah, it's just about perhaps like you said, rereading an email or like just kind of checking yourself as you go. I think some of the things around like the identifying your professional brand probably is a little bit more time consuming, but it's definitely worth doing. Um, I think it helps 
you, give you a bit of guidance in terms of what you want to achieve and where you want to go. Um, but the little things, I think they should be things that you're kind of, you just get into the routine of doing on a day to day. And if it is authentically, you know, who you are as an individual, like I, I don't think that that necessarily needs to become a time consuming part of your job. Yeah. Yeah. Although in saying that, I guess the extracurricular stuff that does yeah. take time outside of work. Um, however, I guess I put it to anybody who wants to listen, um, those kind of payoffs from that and kind of the experience gained is worth it in the end. Mm. So mm. whilst, yeah, you will probably have to work late if you're going to do a Young Lions entry or something like that, yeah. um, or get more involved in NGEN because you take time out of work, you're going to have to find that time elsewhere to get your day-to-day tasks done. Um, that that kind of experience is invaluable. Um, and so you've just got to be willing, I guess, to sacrifice the time. Um, which I feel if you've got a good understanding or if you see the value in it, it, it's not too difficult to trade that off. And if, again, if you've got teams around you that are willing to support you those through those kind of extracurricular things, then that's as well, um, relatively easy. So long as you manage that time with them. Yeah. I, I think as well, like, um, something that sprang to mind off the back of that is, thinking about how you use your review times, so the time that you actually have with your managers. Mm. Um, I think quite often when you join or are relatively new to the industry, you think of that as an opportunity for your manager to guide you. Actually, that's a huge opportunity for you to guide your manager and tell them, actually, what are the areas that you're interested in? What are the things that you're passionate about? Like, where do you want to improve your skill set or um, what are those extra extracurriculum um, kind of activities that you would like to be involved in and can they somehow build that into your KPIs? Like, I think your review's a huge opportunity for you to help steer your kind of professional brand as well. Okay. Well, I mean, look, you've led me into a question which I always appreciate people doing is, <laughs> uh, yeah, look, it really does spark this point about uh, someone senior or someone managing. Um, how important is that in, yeah, gu- getting some guidance, getting an understanding, and also maybe looking to them as an example as well, I suppose, if you come into it. Your direct manager? No, look, it doesn't have to be direct. I mean, some, I mean, surely there's probably direct managers that do guide that as mm-hmm. part of their own role, but I'm sure there's other people out there that maybe might be a bit one level higher. Or... Yeah. I, I personally think having mentors is so important. I think getting um, a perspective for someone who isn't necessarily part of your team, part of your day-to-day, or might not even be part of your kind of specialism or discipline. Um, I think... It's good because it gives you a different perspective on the industry. Um, it's just helpful to hear how other people have guided their career journey and what you can learn from that. Um, and I also think like these kind of mentoring opportunities, they don't always need to be like hugely kind of um, orchestrated. Like it could just be as simple as you go to a presentation, someone does an amazing presentation for you, and you go up at the end and you say, oh, "I'd love to go for a coffee and hear more." Like just starting to develop relationships with people, identifying who are those people that you look up to within your agency or within the industry and taking an opportunity to have a conversation with them and to learn Mm. from them, I think is like hugely valuable in terms of shaping kind of where you want to go. Yeah, totally. And I think at face value, when people start talking about finding mentors and getting mentors, it can be a bit daunting because 
uh, because um, it, it feels like a very formal thing. But it, like when you kind of boil it down, basically a mentor is someone who is going to teach you something. So is a conversation with them going to make me smarter? And mm. in terms of the different people that we work with every day, it's very, in my experience, probably not so when I first started, but now when I look back at it, you kind of see it as like, a, well, actually, no, that time that we all went to the pub for dinner was a very va mm. valuable kind of um two hours of my life where I actually did learn a lot because there was directors there and, and it was a casual environment talking about their own experience. You can take that on. Um, obviously, uh, given that there's a lot of changing uh, between businesses, you kind of um, then meeting people who leave and, and work at a different, say, from agency to publisher. Now they're working mm. at publisher and then you catching up for a quick drink on the weekend or a coffee or whatever, getting their perspective. Like it, it's very easy to kind of, build those relationships without having to go up to someone and being like, hello, would you like to be my mentor, please? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, can I ask you a question as well? Is there a level of this that, you know, when you want to develop your professional brand, not like a level in Super Mario, but do you hit like a level where you sort of have to say, oh, maybe now I should start giving, like, like I, I sort of like what you're doing right now, which is giving the advice back to someone else, I suppose. Is there a level of professional brand that comes with maybe mentoring someone else? hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, feedback's encouraged, uh, anywhere I think. And, um, potentially even at times not kind of applauded enough, but just in terms of like any conversation, if you see someone do a presentation or do some work, um, you providing feedback on that is an opportunity to mentor, um, most certainly. Yeah. I think that when you, you've reached a certain point when you've kind of been in the industry for a little while, you know a little bit you're a bit more familiar with how things work and I think retrospectively you look back and you say okay what were those things that I did learn that were really valuable along the way and what were the things that I wish I knew or I wish someone had told me and um, I think it's hugely humbling for someone to come up to you and ask you to be a mentor or to ask you to go for a coffee because actually it shows that they respect who you are and they think that you have something valuable to them and you can teach them something and I think that it's a really nice kind of point when you get to a stage in your career where people do come up and ask you that or um, do, you know, seek advice from you. Okay. Well, I think the other part of this too is, is managing it as you progress. I feel like that would be mm. something that would have its own tricks and, you know, and winds and bends because obviously, as you, you know, you focus on your day-to-day -day task, as, as you've said, but also you've got this other sort of thing on the back of your mind. I suppose how do you keep the two balanced as maybe one rises quickly and the other has to sort of catch up or vice versa? Um, that's a good question. I guess I haven't really thought about it mm. up until this point. Um, I guess to put it into words, it's, it's kind of, again, and Remy, I, you've touched on it well mm. earlier, like it's kind of something that just comes naturally, like okay. it, in terms of if someone's just going to come and ask you a question or does they want to um, get advice on something, like you, I don't think the thought process is then, uh, this is my task now. Um, and I'll, I'll, I can't help you with that because that's outside of my remit. Right. I guess nat natural to the human psyche, you're always going to be willing to help anyway. So that person's asking your question might be slightly out of what you're, the task that you're doing. Um, but if you're busy, it's more about managing when you're going to answer that request as opposed to um, balance, balancing that or making that go up against what you're currently doing. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And I think that you t you find time for it as well. Like if someone has come up to you and 
purposefully asked for your help, like you will go out of your way to find time. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it's just it's important and it's yeah, flattering for someone to do that. Yeah. And I think as well, like as you rise through the levels of the ladder or whatever you want to call it, you'll be responsible for people anyway. So more and more of your job will be I mean, maybe not formalized in, in as call it a mentor, but just in the terms you'll be responsible for helping these people do their jobs. So um, by default, in that sense, you are. Okay. Mm. All right. Um, I suppose not, not sort of a closing comment, but an idea of, is there a highlight from your career so far where you went, oh, wow, that actually really went a long way in developing a professional brand. I'm not saying you stopped and said that out loud. <laughs> That'd be something quite strange to stop and say out loud to yourself. But, you know, something that you sort of really took on board and it did go a long way. It did actually, you know, go towards what you were aiming to achieve. Yeah. I think for me, there's one clear standout. And I don't mean to say this without kind of sounding big-headed because it might make me... Um, <laughs> But I, so basically when I was in, I think, my third year um, at PhD International, um, I entered Cannes Young Lions mm -hmm. and was fortunate enough to win for the UK and got to go to Cannes and compete. Um, and I think for me, that was a huge turning point in my career. That was obviously something that I'd proactively chosen to get involved in. Um, at the time that I'd chosen to enter, there actually wasn't that much support from an agency standpoint. So in the UK, it's slightly different. So it's a 24-hour brief. You get it at 5 p.m. on a Friday. You have to submit it 5 p.m. on a Saturday. Um, so it is, you know, it's only 24 hours, but it is you investing your own time. Um, I've always been really passionate about kind of ideas and being creative. So kind of took the opportunity um, off my own back and then was obviously quite fortunate but I think just from the success that I had with that, I think it actually really helped solidify my place in the agency as, as being quite creative and also just kind of raised my profile amongst a really senior audience, uh, or I say audience, senior team within the agency, um, which potentially may not have been the case prior to that. Um, for mine, it was probably last year... Uh, a colleague of mine, Miles, and I, we entered the NGEN DIY competition, so uh, which is basically a create-your-own-NGEN session, and then if the idea is good enough, you get to present that in the market, which uh, we won, and then we created our own um, NGEN session last year and got to present it for three hours to um, first-year-ish level people in the industry which was very cool it was very different um lots of juniors from our agency went but obviously plenty from from our media partners and and other agencies so that was very cool the feedback was great um so in that sense going back to mentoring was very cool because it was on management uh people management and um yeah probably the proudest thing i've done to date in that sense Amazing. Well, I mean, that's pretty much it from us. Um, I really want to thank Remy and Luke for coming on. Uh, it's been amazing to chat professional brand and hopefully uh, this went a long way in building some more professional brand for you too. <laughs> but, um, you know, when all said and done, thank you very much for coming on and taking the time in what is a very busy environment. So I do really appreciate that. No problem. Awesome. Right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. 
That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.